Okay, we're uh, kind of live on Facebook, um, and we're doing the show. So, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. Okay. Um, crazy week this week, and, you know, getting ready for the holiday season. But first, we're doing an early show, because your nephew has a birthday last week that you get to celebrate today. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, I, uh, uh, as far as the show goes, a happy belated birthday uh, to my nephew, uh, Brady. So, uh, his birthday was last Sunday. So, sorry about forgetting that and not mentioning that on last week's show. Uh, but it's on this week's show. So, And you're celebrating and, and, today. And we're celebrating today. So, with that... Um, but other than that, or really, uh, besides a new chair, I got a new chair for for mm. the off for the home office. That's nice. Uh, Mike, anything new out in Esterville? Uh, we're alive. <laughs> Have I said on the air that my wife is pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you did. Cause my wife's pregnant, so that's kind of new. Um. All right. So, Mike, only because we're up against a time, we, we have a, a set deadline of we're going to be blowing the two-minute whistle at 10, I get to 10 a.m. Esterville time. Um, what, what, what do we got on tap for the show this week, Mike? Um, well, this week we have, uh, I don't have it up, so I'm going to say I know that we have a look at our power rankings, and mm-hmm. we're going to look at the college football landscape. Uh, that's right. Uh, it'll be uh, week one of our NBA preview show preview this week. And we're also going to look at maybe the pros and cons of MLB's minor league realignment. Oh, yeah. We do, uh, we do have a lot to talk with, about that with uh, Quad City implications. Yeah, with uh, the implications of the Midwest League that really changed the landscape of the Quad City River Bandits as well. So all that and more, plus our last week's poll question. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that intro? Maybe. There we go. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rick. Okay, and we're back. Okay, Rich. So, like we said, we got a lot to talk about. We got a limited amount of time this week, so let's get to um, uh, let's get to the first things first. A poll question: How'd this week go for the dramas? Yeah. So our football dramas were facing the Giants any given Sunday, draft day, Varsity Blues. Friday Night Lights, The Longest Yard, and we put The Blind Side in as a drama since we since we omitted it from the True Life stories, since the from the True Life story poll. Um, that was a mistake. It, it was. I'll 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 take I'll take I'll take responsibility for that. I saw it as more of the movie more focused around Michael Orr's life outside off the football field than it did on what he did then the movie revolved around on the football field i mean technically does that mean that you got to put uh 
we we have to give a free pass to Brian's song to uh, to get it on the uh, on the polls in general. Because you never put Brian's song on anything. Because Brian's song was not a feature film; it was a made-for-TV movie. There are people that will argue with you on that. I'm not one of them, but there are people that would argue with you on that, and I have to at least make their point. But um, because of Rich putting Blindside as... Actually, Rich, where did you vote? Um, I went with The Longest Yard, and I chose to put that as a vote for the original Burt Reynolds in the leading role, not the Adam Sandler remake. With Burt Reynolds as the... As Paul Crew. Yeah. As Paul Crew, not as the... I went with the Adam Sandler Longest Yard, and okay. even though our votes combined, we actually got a lot of votes this week for our poll question, yeah. uh, which is nice. Thank you, everybody that decided to vote this week. Uh, we did put, uh, we ended up having seven votes for yes. the blind side. Seven votes but, for the blind side. Yeah, but your least favorite football movie, which you hate, Facing the Giants, which you thought would get some votes based on the people that usually vote in our polls. Oh, yeah. Did not get any votes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, thank you, people who voted for the blind side instead of voting for Facing the Giants because, man, that would have been terrible. Yeah. I, I was surprised that any given Sunday did not get any votes. Yeah. I, I struggled between that and Longest Yard. I went with okay. Longest Yard because... I like it as a I like it as a movie better. Um, I really did though think about any given Sunday, and I almost voted there. But yeah, so I, I actually watched. I um, mean, I've seen the Adam Sandler version of The Longest Yard, and I recently watched um, Burt Reynolds's Longest Yard. Which one did you like better? Adam Sandler. Really? Okay. Yeah. Totally. I, I like. I think I like the the Burt Reynolds original version, but the thing is, it also surprised me. I I thought some of the I was not expecting some of the elements that were in the Adam Sandler movie to also be in the Burt Reynolds version. So I that that's something that kind of surprised me. Yeah, that a lot of there was a lot more crossover than I thought there would be. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but uh, this week's poll question is going to be our finals for the mm -hmm. for football movies rich what's that poll question gonna look like so it'll be this week's winner the blind side going up against the water boy and remember the titans and mike maybe i'll let you make the decision here to appease our crowd that thinks that brian's song should be a football movie do we want to put that in there as a wild card I'll as say, a wild card i'll say let's see how it goes let's put it up there okay so we'll add brian's song yeah, we'll put Brian's as a wild card. Song as a wild card and honorable mention, um, and uh, hopefully we'll get that uh, somebody. I mean, you know, I don't know that I would vote for it, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We know we've had uh, we've had your friend, your what was it? Somebody up in Esterville say, "Where's Brian's song?" And no, that was we my, know that was my uncle, and he's actually in Arizona. Oh, okay. And a uh, friend of the show, Matt Meyer, has also said, where's Brian's song? Yeah. When we've done previous football movie polls. So yep. we'll see if those people come out and vote. And we'll see if where Brian's song ranks amongst three 
heavyweight motion picture films. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, the first topic of discussion up for today is the minor league realignment that Major League Baseball put into place. Yeah. Um, there's some positives about it, and I think, and there's just as much negatives about it. So, Mike, do you want to start with the positives or the negatives? Um. Well, I mean, we're talking when we say positive and negatives, we're mostly talking. Um, uh, we're mostly talking for the immediate area of the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, let's be honest. There are 119 minor league teams that are no longer going to be affiliates. Or no, th- there are 119. Yeah, 119. I think it is. Uh, got cut. No, 119 got invited of the. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they cut 162. Mm. So 162 organizations. These are companies. Let's not let's not beat around the bush about this. These are actual companies that mm-hmm. legitimately um, are uh, are did ha, did work in small town America. And are keeping get, keeping people jobs in the baseball industry. Um, yeah. Now some of those teams did get invited to uh, be in independent baseball or to be in a league that the league formed is kind of like a draft preview for like the upcoming draft class to get yep. some more so get some more scouting tape on them to be like a wood wood bat professional league. Yep. For players that uh, either aren't drafted or or want to play in the league before the MLB draft happens, to get some more scouts, to get some more scout tapes out there, yep. out there, or to get some more tape on there before the draft starts. So, so the, that that's what happened to some of those 160 teams. Yep. But playing in that type of league is a lot different than playing with in a in an affiliated minor league team, minor league baseball. I mean. We'll hit the good news first for the Quad Cities. The Quad City mm-hmm. River Bandits are staying are have been invited to be part of the Kansas City Royals organization, and it, from what I have heard, it looks to be a long term affiliation. Um, I've I've heard that they've worked out at least a five year deal, which these mm-hmm. that most of, of the affiliations. Uh, that we've that the Quad Cities has had in the past has only been one or two year deals at most. Yes, they have been uh, picked up uh, after a year or two, but overall, um, a five-year deal for a minor league affiliate is actually something good to see. Um, so that's the that's the first big good news. And I mean, the other great great news is the Royals have an amazing farm system. They they sure do. They're an organization that relies very heavily on scouting and player development. So you're going to see good players come through the Quad Cities year in and year out. And it's, and getting, also gonna get and it's getting way better because we went from being a low single to a high mm-hmm. A team. High A teams. So, folks, if you don't know what a high A team is versus what a, a low A team is, a high A team is a team that goes out – or that these are the guys that tend to get fast-tracked to the, to the, to the show. Or guys that are 
they're they've played in the the low A. Low A is this is your super beginners. This is your lowest of the low in and to be able to call yourself in a farm system. That's low A. That's right. A low A is typically the first full season of minor league baseball that a player that of, of, for a league that a new player will play in. I mean, we had Brandon. Was it wasn't it Brandon Phillips? We had. Uh, I mean, there's been some great players to come through the Quad oh, Cities, yeah. even as a low A. You yeah. had Billy Wagner, uh, uh, Joe Mauer, Joe Mauer, Justin Murnau, and most recently you had current people that are on the Houston Astros roster, like uh, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, George Springer, and um, I can't think of the fifth guy, but I think that I know there's, there was a fifth guy that big prominent team on that Astros World Series team that uh, came through the Quad Cities as well. And I think even Brett Phillips, yeah. And yeah Brett, Brett Phillips, Phillips, the guy that bought the, yeah. a big hit in for the Rays, who, yeah. who was a part of the Astros organization at the time. Yeah, he was – so we, we had big names. We had guys that went on to be big names. But we are now going to see them in a more polished form in the Quad Cities. That's first. Yep. You're going to see them – in a way, you're going to see them in a more competitive way, um, because these are guys that are generally on, like they are legitimately on their way to the big leagues. Yeah, and these same guys could be up of, of the caliber of talent that could skip double A ball and yep. go straight and go straight to triple A to get some polishing. Yep. Or to bide time before their minor before their. Uh, major league service time clock rolls over to where the team gets an extra year of control before going up to Kansas city. Uh, the other thing about it. And um, is I'll, I'll go ahead and let you finish. Okay. You go ahead first. Um, I'd say probably another positive effect out of the major league baseball's realignment is that it's going to, a lot of these teams are now based regionally with the major league baseball team. So there's going to be it's going to be a lot easier for players for leagues to travel from 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 road games amongst their other opponents in their league, and it's also going to allow for the major league baseball teams to have their minor league affiliates closer to them. Yep. As before, I believe it was the Washington Nationals had their AAA affiliate all the way out in in uh, Fresno, California. Yeah, who was not who had to take the unfortunate demotion of being a triple a franchise all the way down to i think they got a low a they i think they either got a low a or a high a team in instead since no other team wanted to use them as their triple a affiliate yeah so the so it's going to be better for the players at yep. least so playing these leagues. one thing that is going to help with kansas city being the quad city or the quad cities being the kansas city affiliate um single a is is one of those places where you may get to see guys on uh, rehab stints. High yep. A, you'll see guys from rehab stints. The other side of that is depending on schedule. Because AAA, they travel across the country. They jump on planes. They're traveling a lot more than low, uh, than than, sing, than than high A or even double A. And your double A teams, they travel a little bit more than then high sing high a but they so 
there is potential that the Quad Cities are going to be in Cedar Rapids or or the Quad Cities, and Omaha Omaha might be out of out in the East Coast, and you don't want to throw the guy on a plane, so you say, okay, we'll get him up to the Quad Cities, and they'll put him on, they'll get him in the Quad Cities because Arkansas's schedule's not going to work out, or whatever the case may be. So we may see guys in a rehab stint. Uh, and especially a lot more than we would have as a, as the low A that we used to be. Yep, I, I I could agree with that. It'll be interesting to see if we do see more rehab stints. I don't think, uh, say, an affiliate. I think when the Bandits were aligned with the Cardinals, I think we saw, I think a Cardinal, a, a Major League uh, Cardinal, came in uh, did a rehab assignment in the Quad Cities. But I yep. don't think we saw any of that when we were affiliated with the Twins or the Astros. Yeah, but again, uh, so that that's one of those things that that will be nice. And again, uh, the the Royals uh, the Royals way they use their farm system is going to be awesome. So um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I that that's the thing that you need to kind of like communicate or express to people that say, man, I wish it would have been nice if we would have gotten the Cubs or, well, at least they're not the Cardinals. But the thing is, South Bend, Indiana is a lot closer to Chicago oh, than yeah. the Quad Cities. Oh, yeah. And Peoria is closer to St. Louis. So yep. they're probably not going to move those teams off of those locations. But but again, look at the, how great Either. this is. Um, the There are multiple Quad City ties. Um, one of the... I, I think it's either player development or somebody in the uh, no the the GM of Kansas City uh, has ties to the Quad Cities. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't remember why it was, but um, uh, the the local River Bandits guy, the the River Bandits GM was on um, was on Don't Hassle Us earlier this week, and they were t- he was talking about that. The guy, uh, the I think it was the, the GM. It might have been somebody else, but uh, that people in the organization have ties to the Quad Cities. Mm. Also, and this is a bigger one for us, they have ties to Dave Kellerman. Now, love him or, or the owner. Okay. Yeah, love him or hate him. A, he's done great things for the ballpark. B, and this is the important part. The fact that he has a relationship with management and ownership is going to make it more likely that we stay as a very long-term thing rather than just a long-term thing. Because the longer, the the better the relationship of a of a minor league owner is with the major league owner, the more likely they are to keep that as their affiliate. And so, this sounds like a great fit. And it sounds like it could be something that lasts well beyond just the five years of mm. of what uh, what we're going to see on it. So I'm super uh, excited for that for the Quad Cities. Now the bad news because we do have some bad news on it, um, and mm-hmm. we don't have a ton of we we're we're taking up time quicker than we we need to. So the bad news on it is um, we did end up having uh, some teams in the Quad City area lose their affiliation, including uh, teams like the Burlington Bees and the Clinton Lumberjacks both lost their affiliation. Yeah. And, and I, have not, really... 
I have not heard if anything has changed on that or what that's looked like. Not yet. Not that I've heard either. I mean, they're, I think when the Lumber Kings uh, put out their statement, they said they are, they are hoping that they can work out an agreement to join an independent league, but nothing is, but that's to be determined. Um, and I didn't read all of the, uh, the Bur Burlington bees, but I'm sure that they would be in similar talks. Um, but the sad thing about losing Clinton and Burlington is both of those communities have a long history of having a minor league baseball team in the city. Yeah. I think it was, uh, Clinton said that they were a founding member of the Midwest league yep. back in the fifties, back in the mid fifties. Yep. And I, I, I have to, you might have to bring up the Burlington press release, but I could have sworn their story was talking about how they have. They have had a minor league affiliated ball going all the way back almost to baseball's foundings in like wow. the 1890s. I, I can believe it. I 100% can believe it. Um, and, uh, man, where was I? And that, that's, that's, sad to, that's sad to lose. But one of the things that one of the driving forces besides where you were geographically located in relations to the organization's other minor league affiliates was also the quality of your facilities. Did you have an, an updated weight room and player clubhouses? And that's it was, something... It's not just what the state, how updated your stadium is. It's also what what can you provide to the players yeah. that are going to be playing in for your organizations. Now, the sad news is, is that uh, the Midwest League has not updated their website, so I can't give you... Because I, I think I might have heard that Kane County... Kane also, County did also lose their team. They're yeah. in the they're one of the neighboring um, counties up near Chicagoland. Yep. However, um, Beloit got to keep theirs. Yes, Beloit, Wisconsin did get to keep theirs. So, so if you are a Bandits fan that likes to travel and maybe go and see a Bandits on the road, you're probably your closest teams now are probably going to be Cedar Rapids. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Peoria, and maybe even Beloit. Yeah. So again, we'll see what happens. There's, I mean, there's still tons of things to look at. Um, likelihood that we're going to see a Bandits versus Bees or Bandits versus uh, Lumber Kings, um, folks. That's not going to happen. The reason why, at this point, even if both of them get a rookie ball affiliation. Which, or just an independent team like the St. Right. Paul Saints used to be. Right. The problem is, is that independent ball is using, I mean, I don't want to use the term semi-professional, but that's basically what it is. These are guys that aren't, they're not good enough to be even in low A, let alone high A. And our guys or, are going to be high A guys who you're not going to get you're not going to – like, our guys are going to be – it's basically going to be like um, college baseball guys playing against high school baseball guys. Yeah. But the thing is with independent ball, you also have major leaguers that maybe took a higher-paying deal to play on an independent team to get to get his name out there and to get tape back <clears throat> out there on himself instead of maybe signing a minor league deal to play in, to play on somebody's AAA roster as well. Yeah. There have been stories of guys that have played for like this the uh, the Sugarland Skeeters who are now our AAA team or the St. Saint Paul Saints. 
Yeah. Like guys that didn't get a major league offer but didn't want to take a minor league offer, so they took maybe about getting paid about the same amount of money to play on an independent league team instead. That sounds all nice and good. The problem is, is that Burlington and Clinton are not are pro. I, and again, I don't, I don't have an actual look at their books, but the likelihood that they have the financial resources to offer guys contracts like that is going to be a lot slimmer than what I think uh, uh, St. Paul or uh, the sh- the Sugars. Um, Sugarland Skeeters. Yeah, the Skeeters. I, I'm guessing the Skeeters were somewhere, probably Memphis or something like that. They're actually down in the. They're down in Texas, I think, somewhere somewhere down around Houston. Okay. Um, because but... at one time they had Roger Clemens signed to the team playing it, but that was just as much so he could play with his son on the same team for a, for a season. But again, as well. So that's like stunt stunts and stuff like that going on. But again, uh, you're talking about teams that are in major markets mm-hmm. that are just. So you're, we don't. Ha- these are not major markets. They're not going to be able to bake those type of, of things. So, yeah, you're not going to see, um, the bees and the bandits or the the lumber kings and the bandits, which is sad because those were great games to go to. It was a forty five minute drive up to Clinton. It was a hour hour and a half down to Burlington, depending. Um, and so it was always one of those things that it was nice to like. It was easy to do and made it work well. So kind of sad to see, but that's how things go sometimes. Um, we do got to move on. Um, any final thoughts on the, my, are you, are you happy about the minor league uh, realignment or are you upset or kind of indifferent? Kind of indifferent at this point. You knew it was going to happen. I think if at least if anything, it puts all the major league teams on the same level. Yeah. As a lot of teams would would field a team in like in a short season, in a short season league, now that type of league is gone. Yep. And to where at least all the major league teams have the same number of minor league teams. Yeah. To where at least that, that levels the playing field on the major league side and it also could give it also could give the opportunity of some major league teams maybe purchasing ownership stakes. In their minor league affiliates, which is what the what what I heard what the Braves have done with a lot of their with a lot of their minor league affiliates. So maybe you could see the Royals take a minority interest in the Bandits, and that could be that could um be be huge, and that could lead to them keeping keeping the Royals affiliation in the Quad Cities instead of looking for a single A team that could be closer to Kansas City or their other minor league affiliates. Um, one thing I will say about it, and this is something that I, I, I forgot to mention. Um, I mean, if nothing more, uh, trip, uh, single A, both single A's are going to be improved by this. Here's what I mean. There are now 162 less teams to field. There are 162 less starting pitching, like, I mean, you still had, what, you have three, maybe four starting pitchers in minor leagues if you get five. So you have, let's we'll say five even. We'll go on the high, we'll go on, well, we'll average it. We'll say four. We'll say four is the average maybe. But you have, so that means you have like 700 fewer starting position, starting pitcher positions 
available in the minor leagues, that means the guys that are starting are actually more likely. This is part of the reason why the MLB did it. They wanted to make it so that the minor league system wasn't just, especially the low A and the super low A, um, wasn't just, okay, it's guys holding on to dreams longer than they should or guys that, I mean, you have limited roster positions and now there are 162 less teams with those roster positions, which means overall the system or the, 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 the positions available are going to go to higher end players. Make sense? Yep, it, it sure does. I'm saying it streamlines the process a yep. little bit more. You won't have a guy going from extended spring training or more of like a development league that's run out of their spring training facility and go to short season and play a 60 yep. games and then before going to low A or high A or double A as well. So yep. it's a so much more streamlined process. It's going to be it's going to be a lot better for I think it's going to be a lot better for development of baseball. You're going to see guys that you're going to actually see teams that are better like teams are going to streamline it better um which means that if you make it on a minor league team you're likely again your likelihood once you make it on a minor league team is greater to get to the majors because rather than doing a hundred let's say a hundred thousand two hundred thousand guys that are in the minors now we're down to if we we were at two hundred thousand but previously, now you're down to a hundred thousand. You've doubled the amount of, uh, you've double or you've you've cut in half the amount of competition you're facing, which means uh, theoretically that should weed out some of the worst players, which is good for us. Uh, whereas the independent ball will still hopefully make it in Clinton and uh, and Burlington. That would be nice. I mostly because those communities deserve something like that. Let's move on. Uh, real quick, we'll move on to the Big Ten. How did we do last week? And then we'll make our picks so we can get to the NFL. Uh, we got a few things there, and then we have NBA to talk about. So let's let's get That's up. Right. Oh, Big Ten football, we both got our matchups right, Mike, as your my pick of the Ohio State Buckeyes over the Spartans, uh, 152-12. Mike, your pick of the Hawkeyes over the Fighting Illini was 35-21 to in favor of Iowa. Mike, you're 5-2 going into the final week of the regular season for Big Ten, Big Ten play. I am four and three. So at Mike, best you can your... tie me. I can tie you, yes. At best you can tie me, but you cannot outright beat me. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, much to the chagrin of most of our fans out there, I am going to pick Wisconsin over Iowa. Don't hate me, folks. Look at the look at it. I mean, Wisconsin's a pretty good team. Iowa's a pretty good team, too. This, this one is probably my shakiest pick of the year. Um... I would have liked to have, because I don't think I used, oh, no, I did use Ohio State. You did, and they're not playing this week anyway. Right, but they're not playing. There there are other teams that, uh, I just, I. Um, it was slim pickings for yeah, you this week, Mike. It was really um, slim pickings. So, so um, I had so to I'm, pick somebody that I, like, it's the best team that I had left is where I'm going with that. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Golden Gophers of Minnesota over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And also, Mike, we have a college football tradition game yep. of Army-Navy. Yep. Um, 
I always go with Army because I served in the Army. Are you sticking? Are you going to go with Navy or are you going to switch over to Army this year, Mike? Um, I you know I got to go with Navy. I've, okay. I've always picked Navy. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my dream in life was actually to become a Marine. Uh, I went through the process of I, I went through the initial process of recruitment. Uh, took the the what's the paper test? Yeah, yeah, I took that one, and then. Um, blew my knees out before I went up to MEPS to actually do my physical tests. And so I wasn't able to complete those, which is why I couldn't be a Marine. Um, but my dream in life was to be a Marine. So that's why I got to go with Navy. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Um, um, so that's it for Big Ten. Let's move to the NFL. Um, and Rich, how did – did I mean, it looks like we did all right in the NFL – yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. So um, we'll start with the upset picks. So we both got our upsets, Mike, as my pick of the Rams beat the Cardinals 38-28, to and your pick of the Colts over the Texans was also correct, which was 26-20. to So, Mike, you are I felt are guilty four. about that one because that was, how was Indy the underdog in that game? I understand how you and I figured out, but seriously – the the Yahoo people are dumb. That was that should have never been an upset. It's the people that voted within there. You could have had people that voted at the very beginning of the season and didn't update their picks yet to affect to throw to swing the line over to the Colts. Yeah, that was dumb, as well. But either way, um, and then so Mike, okay, so Mike, you're at four and nine for upsets. I'm at eight, four, and one. Okay, over on the locks, Mike. Um, I got my lock just barely as the Vikings beat the Jaguars 27 to 24 in overtime. And Mike, you did not get your lock as the Steelers lost to the Washington football team 23 to 17. That's going to hurt them in the in the power rankings and as it should. So Mike, you're uh, you're at nine and four. I'm at ten and three. And Thursday night football, which we forgot to mention our picks on air last week, yep. but we're still going to count them since we, we made picks pregame. Yep. Pre-show. Yep. Uh, the Rams beat the Patriots twenty-four to three, making your Thursday night football record seven and six. I'm now six and seven. Okay. So Mike, on to week number fourteen. Yep. Who do you like as your lock of the week? Uh, my lock of the week is Chicago over Houston. I don't know how I feel about that pick, Mike. I really don't. Um, by the pick distribution, it by all means, that's a lock. But looking at it in real time with how the Bears are playing and how the Texans are playing, I have Houston to win that game. So I think that's – I wouldn't have gone with that as a lock. I didn't want to take – easy low-hanging fruit i think this is low-hanging fruit because both teams are terrible Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't want to just pick on i didn't want to pick um some of the games that like (laughs) picking seattle over the jets that's like just padding your stats in garbage time that's what that feels like to me so i didn't want to do that one Okay, and that's what I'm going to do, Mike, as I'm going to take the Saints over the Philadelphia Eagles. Honestly, though, my lock, that as one, my lock of the week. That one I'm going to say is not 100% a, uh, a padding your stats uh, because Philly actually has something to play for in that game. They do. The Jets are looking t- – like the Jets 
help themselves more every game they lose. That's right, because it gets them one step closer to securing that number one pick to either have the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence or trade out of the number one pick and get a boatload of draft picks from a team that wants to elope, wants to move up and pick Lawrence. Yeah. Bears, uh, I don't care what it takes. That's not a terrible idea. If you're listening to me, I'm okay if you wanted to move up to the number one spot and give away your next your first-round picks for the next four years because you like to give that much up anyway. If we only get a, a first-round pick every four years, let's make it count this year. Let's u- let's use the, the rest of the picks to go up to get Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so move, keeping the show moving along, who do you like if you're – who's on upset alert this week for you, Mike? Um, this one I think I picked uh, a little bit uh, – again, I was going for challenging games this week. That's why I decided to do the, the mm-hmm. Chicago over Houston. Uh, I okay. am going to take Cleveland over Baltimore. Yeah, this is one to where I, I think this is more like an even an even push game rather than an upset. But based on our pick distribute, but based on our rules that we follow the pick distribution of Yahoo, yep. Cleveland is technically a really big. It would be a big upset for the Browns yeah. if they continue and get the win over the Ravens. Yep. So I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the G-Men continuing their winning streak and getting a win over Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Hoping to get that playoff spot is what they're doing. Um, That's right. So uh, we have a Thursday night game before we get in the power rankings. I was just going to say that Thursday we have Vegas, Las Vegas, or Las Vegas versus Los Angeles. Who do you like in that game? I'm going to go with the Bolts, Mike. The Chargers. Correct. It was uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know, I got to go with Vegas on that game. Okay. I think Vegas has been playing better overall this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I got to pick Vegas on that one. Okay. And that's fair. I mean, I, I think the game could go either way. I mean, it isn't like the Chargers are better than their record. It's just that they can't just – they just can't seem to close out games. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on to – uh, we're going to do a quick power rankings rundown. we got mm-hmm. about 15 minutes left in the show, so uh, we're going to do a power rankings rundown fairly quick. Let, you want to just do the top 10 and we can maybe discuss it a little bit? Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, with, we'll go with our top 10 and maybe where we put the Bears, okay. since, we, since we're both Bears fans. So, Mike, who do you have in your number one position this week? Well, uh, Pittsburgh lost this week, making uh, it obvious that Kansas City Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL. We've got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree. I've had the Chiefs there for the last two weeks, and they didn't lose last week, so they're staying in the number one spot. Yep. Uh, number two is going to be Pittsburgh. I agree. Who you got for number three, Rich? Um, I have the New Orleans Saints. Wow, me too. Um, did you read my rankings? Because I think number four, we probably have the same as well. I put the Green Bay Packers. Yep, that's it. And number five, the Buffalo Bills. For the both of us. Yep. Okay, number six. Um, this I think we differ on. In fact, I know we do because I'm actually looking at stuff. Um, number six, uh, I have the Cleveland Browns. You know, I, I, I don't blame you for putting the Browns up at six. I put the Los Angeles Rams based on how well they're playing. I put the Browns as my number 17. Okay, I, I can respect that. Uh, number eight and... Uh, or no, did we? 
No, we're on seven. Who's your number seven? Number seven? Seattle Seahawks. Okay. I, I don't mind the Seattle at number seven. As I said, I put the Browns there. I put the Seahawks at number eight. Okay. Um, you're not going to like my number eight, and I'm no, I know you don't, but uh, just because this is a team that I think really is playing up this year in a way that is shocking to a lot of people, the Miami Dolphins. Okay, yeah, you're right. I, I don't have the Dolphins up that high in my top ten. I have some other teams above them that I think have a bet, that are in a better position to make the playoffs than the Dolphins. So I put the Dolphins all the way down at number 15, Mike. Wow. Rich, that's disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Miami is is is, looking like a good team this year. They are. Their defense is is really good under Brian Flores. Yeah. And the offense is starting to take form. Yep. But I think a lot's going to depend. I mean, to be honest with you, Mike, the teams that I put above the Dolphins that – that aren't that didn't make the top ten, but are above the Dolphins. Okay, are the Colts? The Colts. Okay. The Pats. You've been hot on the Colts all year. Yeah, the Pats only because I mean, <laughs> if you take out what I did not factor in how they did Thursday night. Okay, but that's the, all. Yeah, the Patriots. I oh man, I don't like that at all. They've been playing. I want to see how the Patriots Dolphin game goes. They've been I don't playing those... garbage all year. They've been playing straight up garbage all year, by way that the Col- that the Patriots go. But okay, the Colts. Okay, and then I put the Ravens and the Raiders above the Dolphins. See, I don't know. I man, nobody and based said... on how based on how the teams above them play, and maybe how close they keep the game with Kansas City this week. Could uh, that could lead me to move them up a little further in the rankings? Yeah. But I just think that the teams ahead of, that I have ranked ahead of them have a better chance of making the playoffs. That's all. I got a crazy question. What sure. happens if they beat Kansas City? They're moving up, and I probably move the Chiefs down, maybe in maybe into that four, three, four, maybe even five slot. Yeah. Just a thought. Just. I know. It's a possibility. That's it why they possible. play the games. So who do you have at eight? Number eight, I put the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, then who do you got at nine? Because I'm looking at it, and you and I do not agree on nine either. I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, Tampa Bay. I don't have them in my top ten even. I have them uh, ways down. Um, okay. Who, who did you put there at number nine? the Vegas Raiders. Okay. I have the Raiders down at 14, so I think we're, we're disagreeing a little bit on that one. Yeah. I'm kind of putting the box up at number nine because if they get their act together and if Bruce Arians can figure out how best to use Tom Brady and they figure things out, that's a team you don't want to play in the playoffs. So that's why I have them ranked in, in the, the number nine spot. It, but they got to make the playoffs. Right now, right now, Miami and the Raiders both have a better chance to make the playoffs than Tom Brady. That's where I'm kind of going on potential. You're going on. I, I go. I went with potential. potential into my into my rankings. That's all. Okay, and and we've we've had this discussion before, but this is where you and I differ on our on our power rankings. I go off of what I've seen and what they're doing. Hold on. Yep. Go ahead. I no, go, go off of I go off of what I've seen and what the team is doing, instead of going off of what their potential is. 
because potential is great but unless you make that potential do something it doesn't mean anything because especially okay. especially I, when you I'm factor curious, in so the other thing that yeah if you the factor in the thursday night game you probably don't have the the now it's not fair because we don't know what this week looks like for the rest of the teams but if you factor in the thursday night game you probably take the patriots down a couple pegs but that's okay yeah the the other thing that i will use is i'll write up my power rankings yep as i see them yep and the other thing that i will do is i will compare my power rankings to see how they go up against ESPN's power rankings. I don't like doing that. I don't. And I like my. I like I, I know, my I thought do. on it versus. But I, I understand. Okay. Um. So. And they 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 put. I don't know where I, where I put them because I kind of put my list and then I do where ESPN ranked them to see how far off I'm off. Yeah. No big deal. Because there there's a lot of, and I think they put the box as a number ten team. Okay. So me putting them at nine, in my opinion, isn't far off from the experts and the professional writers and the staff at ESPN that have access to a lot more resources than you or I do. Um, I mean, maybe. So who do you got at number 10, Rich? My number 10 team is the Tennessee Titans. You love the te- – you, your two teams this year have been the Tennessee Titans and the Colts all year. You've been hot on them. I gave them some credit. I actually got the Tennessee Titans up to 11 this week. Okay. Uh, but for me, the number 10 spot, the Rams have fought their way to, to deserve that spot. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, some notable and, – and where do you – so where do you have the Bears? I put the Bears at 23. Wow. Okay, I have the Bears at uh, 20. Okay. You have the G-Men at 18. I do. Is that because they're leading their or they're yeah they're leading their division? It's because they are leading their division. So and I did I gave that credit to the Washington Redskins. Put them at nineteen because mm-hmm. especially when you look at the the opponents that they've beat, they've beat better teams. Hmm. Okay. So if who you've beat is an indication of how good you are. The Redskins have beat better teams than the G-Men. And I think that, uh, and again, I think at that point, it's kind of a coin, uh, a coin toss on who ends up in the divi- winning that division anyway. Um, that division is the definition of a dumpster fire. And I can agree with that. I mean, and if the Giants don't beat the Cardinals and the WTF, and if WTF WFT sorry wins, yeah, they're they're probably going to be flip flopped in my rankings. I have the Washington Football Team at number twenty. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. Um, interesting to see. Um, and the bottom three don't change for me. Nope. Um, Jets, Jags, and Bengals. Yep. So you have, is it the, the Cowboys at 29? I do. I put the Cowboys at 29. I gave that to the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. 
so that's our thoughts on it this week, folks. Um, and we're going to do our quick down and dirty preview of, uh, of the, the NBA. NBA. So we're going to give you division winners, even yep. though in basketball division crowns really aren't as valued as much in the NBA as they are in other sports. Yep. But it's an easy way for us to make predictions. So, yeah. So, um, let's start at the Atlantic. Cause I think that's probably the easiest division to, to pick first. At least okay. in my opinion, I don't know. I don't know if you change on that, but uh, who did you put in there? I mean, that's got to be Toronto. Toronto, the Raptors. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't disagree with the pick. Um, they still they kept Fred Fry, Fred Van Vliet, uh, major player on their division winning team last year, but they lost Serge Ibaka, which yeah. was a good power forward for him. But they still got Pascal Siakam too. Yep, Pascal. Um, and- Pascal does it for me. That's that he was the one that put him over the top for me. Um, I put Boston because I think that they it's still their team. The only major player they lost was Gordon Hayward, and since he signed the signed on the dotted line for Boston, he's been injured or in and out of that lineup so well, and it seems like the team plays better without him anyway. So that's why I went with Boston. Well, since how we're in the East already, who are you putting in in the Central? The Central, I think it's an easy pick as well. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. If anybody else, if you pick anybody else in that division, you're nuts. Yeah. Mike, let's go. Let's finish out the Eastern Conference and go down south. Who do you like in the southeast? Man, I think that one's, again, uh, is anybody other than the Heat really look to be competitive this year? I, I don't think so. If you're picking anybody else besides the Heat, you must have more. You must have, you must have a lot more uh, information than we do. Yep. So, uh, so now we so get yeah. into the harder conference uh, in the league and uh, the Northwest. Uh, who you got there? You know, for the Northwest, I put the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like. I think OKC is who I'm going to go with. I don't know if I like that one, Mike. They they're in total rebuild mode. At least, la- yes, last year they were in rebuild mode when they traded away Westbrook. But at least they had a veteran like Chris Paul and a good sharpshooter like Daniel Garinali on the roster as well. But now it's just up to the kids that are left on that team. Yeah. So but, I don't know if I, how how I much, feel about OKC. How much did OKC like last year? They were kids. They got they they dealt with the craziness that was this year, and they did it well enough. I think they deserve to be moved up. As, uh, they get they deserve to be given some credit. Those kids did pretty well overall, and uh, and I like the management in in Oklahoma. Okay, they're the, going to have a new coach this year as Billy Donovan's moved right. up and he's in Chicago now. Right, I I understand that, but I think the the team management. The GM putting yeah. putting the pieces in place. That guy knows what he's doing. That's why I like them quite well. Um, Pacific, um, I mean, the two best players on one team versus two of the top or three of the top five, three of the top ten on another team. That's kind of what you got to look at. Um, which which LA team did you pick, Rich? I picked the Lakers. Yeah, it's hard for me not to pick the Lakers. So, I, I mean, honestly, I got to pick the Lakers on it. If I'm being honest, uh, 
the Clippers do make a good argument, though. They really do yeah. make a great argument for why they deserve to be considered. But, um... And the thing is, I think the Clippers are still good, but I think they'll, they're will they probably the best that they're going to be able to do is that two or three seat. They're going to be adjusting to a new um, head coach as Doc Rivers isn't going to be there. Hey, and, folks, I don't know if you heard that. Let me... Yeah. Two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. So we just got to get that out there real quick. Okay. All right. Doc Rivers so, is their coach. Doc Rivers isn't their coach, and I think being Kawhi and Paul George are still trying to figure out how to play together. Yeah. As well. But again, they had all last year to do that, and I think I think we're going to see a good. Uh, I think the Clippers could. The Clippers make a great argument, but I still think Los Angeles is the one to, to look out for there. Uh, finally, uh, the Southwest. Um, man, this kind this was the. This was the hardest division for me to pick a winner in. Yeah, not and it's not even because, um, because it's competitive in a good way. It's because a lot of this looks like a lot of these teams are starting to collapse a bit. Yeah, you got Houston who doesn't know what you don't know what Houston could look like if they do find a deal for to their liking to uh, to give um, James Harden a way out of town that he wants. Um, the Spurs are kind of rebuilding. The, yep. the Grizzlies are young. Yep. The, the Pelicans are young, and and the Pelicans have some great players. They do, but they're still they're still young. Yeah, and Dallas has Dallas. If they could get Virginius uh, and uh, Luka Doncic on the same page and playing together, they could be a team to watch out for. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, especially with Houston being having all the questions going on around them right now. It's really hard to see what that's going to look like in the next year. Um, so that's kind of where we, where it's hard on that. I think, I think Dallas is the team to look out for there. That's what I'm yeah, going to I, I put Dallas as well. They, they did well in the bubble to get into the playoff bubble last year. So I, but it's almost, you could have picked any of those teams, maybe minus the Spurs, and you couldn't be wrong for a reason on why you picked that team to win their division. Yep. Um, any, any, who's the team to look out for this year that is not a division winner? I mean, outside of the Clippers, um, if I had to put a team to maybe watch out for, um, in in my in my based on who I picked to win the divisions, the Raptors would be that team. Okay. Um, but maybe even the Memphis Grizzlies, they surprised a lot of people or even the Phoenix Suns. They've, they've put together a good team out down on the desert. I was going to pick they... a Southwest team as well, but I was going to go with the Pelicans. Yeah. I could see the Pelicans doing well too. Um, they got, they got Stan Van Gundy as the coach now. Yep. And, uh, another, a full year of Zion without minute restrictions. Yep. That team could be really fun to watch. Yeah. Zion looks like he's trying to become the new best player in the major in, in NBA, especially as LeBron starts his decline. Um, yeah, that's going to be a crazy, crazy year. Looking forward to the, to the basketball season. Hopefully we can, I mean, they did a great job with the bubble. Looking forward to seeing what they decide to do with the rest of uh, how they're going to end up playing the rest or this year as a full season with the uh, COVID restrictions. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we apologize that we weren't live and we weren't directly live on Facebook, but uh, 
some technical difficulties. Uh, hopefully, we'll get them figured out. We'll see you next week. Um, hopefully, the same Betty time and the same Betty channel. Yeah, we say that every week, but we end up recording it at a different time. But yep. the holiday season can do that, Mike. Yep. The holiday season can um, do that. Especially because the uh, Christmas week is going to look really crazy for us. Uh, and I'll explain it to you, Rich, a little bit crazy, a little bit different later. Uh, so I don't know what that's going to end up looking like, but we will talk about it later. Um, but uh, like like our Facebook page so you can find out when we are going live. Yep. And as, as always, you can always catch us. Uh, download the podcast from wherever you get your podcasts from on your on on uh on your podcast yeah from your favorite podcasting source yep give us a good review on there too um if you and also join our fan page fans of balls and six so that you can uh um you can take part in our poll questions um rich do you have anything to say to your nephew before you uh, get off the air oh yeah happy birthday again Again, um, sorry we didn't mention it on the show last week. And uh, also because it will happen before we tape our next show, a very happy anniversary to my uh, to my beautiful wife, Amy. It'll be 10 years this year, Mike. It's hard wow. to believe it's been that long. Yeah, it has um, been 10 years. That's so crazy. that'll be Friday. That'll be Friday. Yeah. So uh, happy anniversary to you guys. That was a fun wedding to be a part of. And uh, looking forward to celebrating many more of those with you guys. Uh, and we will see you next week. God bless everybody.